Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for today's episode. Maybe you've been watching and listening all along. Thank you so much for your support week in and week out. Maybe you're new to the podcast, and uh, we just want to welcome you to this family, this podcast family. Our mission here at the Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church And so what we do every week is we have conversations uh, with people that we think you should know. And uh, they're conversations we probably have anyway, but we just want you to listen in or watch in on that conversation. And today is no different than that. Before we get to the conversation, though, I want to encourage you to go over and subscribe to our podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, it's really easy. Just hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on your favorite app, maybe it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or some other uh, podcast app, just hit the subscribe button because we don't want you to miss a single episode. And uh, we're proud that you are here with us and we're thankful for it. Now, here is today's conversation. We are so glad to have a return guest this week on the podcast. Our friend Russell Klinner is back to join us for a conversation. Uh, Mark and I have loved uh, being friends with Russell over the last few years and getting to see what is happening through what God has called him to do. Russell serves as the executive director of Shaco Springs, and Shaco is a conference center in Talladega, Alabama. And if you've never heard of it, uh, we'll post a link to that in our show notes, and we, we want you to visit that online. But also, we encourage you just to visit in person. It is a it is definitely a life changing experience to attend any event at Shaco and stay. And a lot of that is attributed to great people. I like Russell and uh, Russell, we're glad to have you on the on the podcast this week. Thank you, man. I'm super excited to be here um, after a, a crazy summer and a crazy week last week. I'm kind of frazzled, but I am super excited to be here with you guys. Well, we're glad you're here, Russell, and we're, we're so thankful for you, your leadership, your friendship. And uh, so for those that don't know much about Shaco or aren't familiar with Shaco, I really I really say this all the time. It's to me a little taste of heaven here on earth. And uh, it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm taking my staff uh, for the second time for our staff retreat in a few weeks to Shaco to get away from everything here and kind of to hear from God and focus uh, a little bit. So it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome space. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but it's not just a space. It is a pretty large organization. Um, the, the people that you have to manage and lead and not not to mention the events and the calendar and the budgets. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy organization. So those watching and listening, maybe a pastor, maybe leading a small organization or a large church, a large organization. And so what I want to ask Russell, because we are we're still in the throes of COVID. You know, we'd like to say we're coming out of it. We don't know, uh, but what I have observed and seen, kind of from a distance, is you have led so well. And none of us were prepared for COVID or anything that, that hit us during the last several months. But you have led well in the midst of this pandemic. And so what I want to start by this conversation, I want to ask you, you know, what are some things that, that you did or, or what are some things that God did? Uh, you know, what are some, I guess, what's in the secret sauce 
that allowed you guys not to just survive at Shaco? Because honestly, that's that's what I'd expected. Okay, Shaco just needs to survive. But you guys didn't just survive. You thrived. I mean, you did well. God blessed you in the midst of this. So what did you see God do? And what are some things that you guys did in order to be successful in the midst of this pandemic? I, I said this jokingly in our in our pre-meeting to the meeting before the podcast. Um, ask me the easy question, like, what's the weather? What's the, is it raining outside? What's the day's date? Because to answer that question, man, it's it's been a journey. It's been been what two two and a half years of figuring this thing out day to day to day. Uh, and I think from from the leadership perspective of that. It has really built my reliance on God's God's will and God's guidance through that. Um, I think too often times we, me personally, I try to take things into my own hands. Um, and so when the when the pandemic really started, looking back that far back, there was that natural instinct to to take ownership of everything myself. This is the plan. This is how we're going to do it. Um, and and Scripture reaffirms that you know we make these plans, but God really orders those steps. Um, and I think for me, the, the biggest lesson that I've learned and through that whole process is just reliance on God for everything. Um, we do make plans and, and the next day they change and we make plans and the next day they change. But just really learning to rely on God through that whole process that he's got to be the one who sustains us and gets us through this. And, and seeing the end result of that two years later has been amazing um, to see where we were. Um, two years ago, looking at, at deficit spending and how we're going to sustain this long enough to get out of the hole, to be able to pay back the debt that we've incurred now. Um, and Andy gets the joy of sitting on the board and taking care of me and keeping me straight. But to see that the perspective of where we are now, 2022 next year is, is booked full. I mean, we are slammed full this year. We've ran at about 90% for the summer this year. Um, so thousands of people got to come through campus this summer. Mm. Um, but it's just been a reliance on God, to be honest with you. I, I sat down, I, I try to do this periodically. Um, I don't know if, if people do it normally or if it's just a weird rust thing, but I try to sit down every every year or so and, and write a letter to myself as if I am looking back a letter to my younger self, but just looking back two years ago. And so it actually, a couple of weeks ago, I had our staff go through the process and I sat down and wrote a letter to myself um, prior to COVID. Um, what would I want myself to know now as mm. I went into 2020, what would it look like? And the the theme of that whole letter is I went back and read through my letter again and said, all right, what, what was important? What did I pick out in there? Um, and it was basically just chill out. God's got this thing and he's way bigger than I ever give him credit for it. And just, you know, trust in his will and just follow that guidance that he gives day to day, you know, let him shine that little light ahead and just order my steps mm. accordingly. And so I guess summing that up is, is just, Hey, it's reliance on God. There's nothing that I did. It, it's all God taking care of us and providing for us right in the midst of time and just trusting he's going to, going to do that. And he's faithful to do it. So that's that awesome. Kind of sums it up where we are anyway. Yeah, that in would that, make a, a good T-shirt to sell in the uh, the the, uh, the store there. Chill out, trust God. So. That's, yeah, isn't that that's always right. great advice? Chill yeah. out, trust God. Right. That's it. Yeah, it was. And and you, I, I really, my wife will tell you, I, I'm not one to sit on the sidelines and watch. Anytime something happens, it's I will jump in and and just naturally want to take a little bit of leadership and take that control. And as the pandemic hit, it was all right. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to handle this. Here's the 
here's the financial plan for the next three months. And if these groups cancel, this is what we're going to do. And it was like, as soon as I make those, and I'm sure the pastor feels the same way. As soon as you make the plans, the, the rug gets snatched out from underneath you and you got to make a different plan every day. And it literally got to be the point where it was just, all right, there's nothing I can do. It's chill out, chill out. God's got it. He, he created COVID. He's going to take care of us on the other end of it one way or the other. Russell, like you, like you mentioned earlier, I get to see kind of on the inside of things serving on the board at Shaco. It's a pleasure to be on the front row to see God at work in and through uh, this, not just this facility or this piece of property, but how through this organization, God has encouraged and helped so many people over the years. And especially even this year, this was a year where we needed somewhere like Shaco. We needed yeah. a place to get together, get away, to be refreshed, to be with each other and enjoy that. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, leading this organization. As far as a team of people, you have some fantastic people on your team. Uh, maybe share with us a little bit about how, how you have done that uh, in the way that uh, you've probably been understaffed, just like a lot of people have. You've probably had uh, expectations, like you mentioned, that are constantly changing needs that are, uh, you know, hard to, to plan for. How has, and, and you've done this well, let me just say this, you have led your team well, led by example, you, you lead them not just organizationally, but you lead them spiritually. Uh, how have and what have you learned maybe uh, in the process of leading a team through such a crazy year and a half? What, what has God taught you that maybe you can share with those who are leading in a church or leading an organization? Uh, from, from the Shaco perspective of it, keeping ministry as the primary targeted goal um, and to, to explain that a little bit, Shaco in the past, um, before the shortage of employees and all the stuff that we've had to deal with the shortage of finances we were compartmentalized a lot we had you know our our lodging service team was over here and they took care of lodging services and our food service team and they took care of food service and we had all these distinct silos of people that really ran those different chunks of the organization uh, and through the pandemic we we had to downsize drastically i mean we we lost quite a number of employees uh, we had to we had to go through some layoffs that were really tough back in the midst of of when it was really bad last summer. Uh, so we lost a number of employees there, and we got we discovered I guess a small camp mentality, um, one of the smaller places where it's everybody has to do everything, um, and that really has been eye opening to see our staff jump into that role and be supportive of each other. And it's no longer, and, and our staff will tell you, you, you never say that's not my job at Shaka. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter if it's cleaning the toilet or vacuuming the pool. It's, it's all of our role. We're here to serve and to take care of the guests regardless. And to see our staff really keep a, keep an eye on, this is the bigger picture. It's providing that environment for distinctly Christian life change and in that environment where that can happen and that's the big thing. And so I think keeping that big picture in front of them all the time has been vital and getting out there and being a part of what's going on. Over the course of the summer, I had the opportunity to clean thousands of toilets and vacuum the pool and run bazooka ball and paintball and lifeguard and go cook. And having that connection and that reminder of these are the things that make everything else possible has been really good for our entire staff to be involved in. Um, and so through that process, you know, keeping the, the, the ministry of Shaco at the forefront, 
um, was was really cool. And at the same time, there was often times where I, I, I had that chance to get really distracted by everything. Um, and you got to be a part of one of those experiences um, that if you don't mind me sharing our, our experience, I'll try to keep some names out of it because I didn't get permission to share a story. Um, but in the middle of the summer, we were wide open. We're, we're serving about 90% of our guests with about probably at that time, 65 to 70% of normal employees. So I'm super short staffed. And so it was a, a beautiful thing to see Andy come as a board member and actually serve alongside me and changing out rooms and cleaning and making beds and everything. So we were, we're making beds and we've got, I think that check-in that day was around a thousand coming back in and we're changing rooms out in panic mode. And so in my head, I've got all these business type things going on. Uh, and I had gotten to that. I don't want to say I had gotten past the ministry, but I had gotten into that mode of how are we getting these people in? What's the logistics of feeding all these people? And where are we with that process? And in the middle of that, I got a call from a a friend of mine, I would definitely call him a friend who's been coming to Shaco. It's his retreat space. Um, he comes, he loves to run. And so he comes to campus to just run here and there. And in the middle of that change out that morning, I got a call or a text message from him say, Hey, I need to chat with you. And I was like, okay, whatever, but I'm changing out rooms. This is a big day. And so I responded, yeah, I think I can carve out a few minutes or whatever. And so right before lunch, I got to run down and go sit down with him. And, and he met me down at the four-way stop and we got to sit and chat for a few minutes. And in the midst of all that business and all that chaos of logistics and change outs and all that, this guy's experiencing a major life event, um, a ministry life event. Um, his, his wife had been diagnosed with a terminal cancer and he didn't know how to handle it. And I was the closest thing that he had to a pastor. He's He's not currently in church and stuff. And so he calls me in the middle of that. And it just, it just hit me how quickly I can get overwhelmed with the business and the logistics of everything else when really what's important and really what was important on that day was not cleaning toilets and changing out rooms and getting ready for all that. What was important is that I carved out time for this one individual guy who needed to sit and have a, a good gospel conversation and be supportive of him in life. And, and that was a perfect example of, of what our summer was about is, is constant reminders to not just me, but to our staff that, that what matters is, is the salvation of man, not the logistics of taking care of a camp. Mm. And so keeping that, that little picture in front of our staff over and over and over again, and getting to share those stories with our staff keeps them encouraged and, and getting to take part in the baptisms down at the lake that happened and making sure that we I get to take that back to our staff and say, hey, guys, do you realize this weekend out at Adventure Camp, there were 10 salvations that happened right there, death to life for these 10 kids. That's what matters. It's not cleaning toilets. It's not all the logistics of stuff. And so um, what what sustained us, what kept us going, Andy and, and Mark, is is making sure that we kept that vision and that picture of what God's actually doing kept that at the forefront, not, not the finances, not the logistics, not the, how many toilets we got to clean, but how many lives are getting impacted and changed by this and making sure the staff from the top to bottom get to hear those stories and get to share in that. Hey, they had a part in that, you know? Um, so I think for me, that's probably the, the biggest motivating factor for our mm -hmm. staff is making sure that we can keep that, that vision out there in front of them. Absolutely, man. And what an awesome story. You know, and, and Russell, what you were sharing, 
I love it. It translates. I mean, whatever, if, if it's a church you're leading, if you're a pastor, if you're a lay leader, volunteer, staff member, if you're leading a ministry, I mean, what you just said, those principles absolutely translate to whatever it is, whatever endeavor you're involved in. And it's such a powerful reminder for all of us that that's why we're in this, right? We're in it for ministry. We're in it for life change. And um, what an awesome reminder. I, ne- I know I needed to hear that today. We're excited to have, once again, our partner and sponsor for this week's episode, Sanford's Ministry Training Institute. The MTI of Sanford University is on the front lines of equipping people in theology and ministry training. They offer affordable and accessible education opportunities to anyone who has a desire to be equipped for ministry or to simply grow in their knowledge of Scripture. They offer incredible Bible courses at 38 of their extension centers located throughout the Southeast. Students can earn diplomas for as little as $50 per course. They also offer online certificates in areas like pastoral leadership, disciple-making, women's leadership, worship leadership, and worship administration. These online certificates can be completed in less than one year for $699. MTI is Sanford University's way of giving back to the local church. This academic program is not just for pastors and ordained ministers. It's for anyone who has a desire to grow spiritually. So if you want to find out more, you can visit them on the web at www.sanford.edu slash go slash MTI. And if you plug in the code ALSBOM, A-L-S-B-O-M, you can get half off of the disciple-making certificate that they offer online. We hope you go and visit our sponsor and check out MTI. And now we're going to get back to the content in this week's episode. Let me ask this. I want to talk some specifics about Shaco. I know we got into it a little bit in our previous conversation. And by the way, uh, we'll put the link to that previous conversation in the show notes as well. It was, it was two years ago, I think, yeah. uh, or more when we talked and um, maybe even three. But so what I want to ask about is Shaco itself. So, you know, I, I, I would... I would sing the praises of, of that space all day long. And I would tell people it is special and you can hear even and see in Russell's voice and his passion, why Shaco is different than just whatever camp maybe you've been to, but, but talk a little bit about Russell, why or how God has used that space in, in, in great ways. Just, just mm-hmm. that opportunity, whether it's, whether it's like what we're doing with our staff getting away for a few days for a staff retreat, or if it's a camp, or if it's just a church using that space for, for certain things. What is it about Shaco that makes it so effective for God to, to intervene? We call them Kairos moments a lot in our, in our church, in our network. We call them those moments where God intervenes in normal life. But what is it about Shaco that that makes it so uh, effective to really produce those moments where, where God meets you there. Mm, I, I, I was sitting here scribbling myself a note real quick. Um, I, I think of it as a thin place. And I think, uh, I'm sure when I say thin place, a lot of people kind of instantly know that that's the, the mountaintop moment. Um, but for me, Chicago is one of those places where it does get quite thin around here. It's where that, that spiritual and that physical world kind of come together. And I think for, for a lot of people that I've talked to over the, the years from numerous pastors who were, were called to, to be a pastor here on this campus to missionaries that have been called or salvations that have happened. It, it's not that Shaco's like this magic place, but it's a place where when you, you get apart, you're quiet 
And, and it's not that God speaks any differently at any point in time. I'm convinced of that. I think he's, he is that constant and he's always there. It's just a matter of me. I'm not constant. I am always just like I alluded to a minute ago before the meeting. It's, it's chaos. I, I finished a board meeting. I went to Ecuador on a mission trip and I'm just running like crazy, running like crazy. But for you, that guest that's coming to Shaco, when you get here, we try to remove every one of those distractions so that you can, for lack of a better word, shut up and listen to God. Um, and, and when we can find that moment of quietness is when God is so capable of waking us up mm. and just, just intersecting with our lives. And for me, I think Shaco is that, that thin spot where, Hey, it happens. It happens over and over again. And it's not that it's, that it's a magical place. It's, it's a magical environment. It's, it's a place where God can just, can talk to us and intersect in that spot where we finally remove everything else out of the way and we'll, we'll make space for him. You know, it's kind of like that special prayer closet or that special place. I hope everybody has at the house where, you know, Hey, when I finally get to this spot and I can remove all this garbage from my life, I can create that space where God really wants to be anyway. Um, and I think Shaco is that space for people when they get here, they're, they're able to put aside the worries and the cares of everything else and just be quiet and listen to, listen to what it is God's got to say. And it's so cool, Mark. We, we, we serve uh, typically in a normal year around 40,000 guests a year. And, and the mindset is a lot of those are, are youth and a lot of those are church groups and they are the bulk of them fall into that summertime. But past that we do, we do host tons of other groups and people probably don't even realize it, but, we, yeah, we have- Russell, I pulled on the campus recently and I didn't know if I needed to feel anxious or safe because there were cop cars everywhere <laughs> on campus. Yeah. I definitely drove a lot slower than normal. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, and I, it's funny you said that. I was actually going to share with you guys like that. We, we serve Alabama uh, Law Enforcement Association. They, they do some training events here at Shaka with us and have for the past couple of years. Um, They're partner with the Talliga track. And so they do some of their um, homicide, traffic homicide investigation training and lots of stuff here with us. So three or four weeks out of the year, they get to come and, and be a part of, of what's going on at Shaco. And for them, the law enforcement, they come in and it's a training environment. They're here to train. They're here to do these things. Um, but subtly, Shaco gets to minister to these people. Mm. Um and it, it's a it's a roundabout way to share the gospel with the world around us. And, and people see Shaco as this host facility. And that's all we get to do is we just host all these events. But it's bigger than that for me and for our staff. It's we get to do that. But there's also an interjection of this is what it looks like as a as a Christian environment to serve you. Um, recently, we had the, the big fire up the laundry and our laundry facility burn. And now prefer not to have to go through all that story again but as a byproduct of that um, I got to share that story along along the way with one of these these law enforcement officers that was there and I didn't think anything else about it Uh, I got to share the story with him talk to him found out he was a a former staffer Um, he had come through Shaco he had made these connections and a couple weeks later I end up I'm sitting here working and I get a bing I get an email that pops in and there's a random donation from a random state trooper who mm. just loved his time here at Shaco. He was so refreshed by being here, loved being in the Christian environment, just spurred him on because he was here on our campus. He didn't come for 
a, a quote unquote spiritual retreat. He didn't come for the normal Shaco thing. He came for training for, for law enforcement, but he left recharged and rejuvenated because we got to share those stories of Shaco experiences with him. Um, it's that, that to me is, is why we exist. I, I love everything that Shaco does because it's so diverse. I, I shared with somebody, I don't know what else I would do if I didn't work with Shaco because I can do everything, literally everything. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, just a little taste of, of some of the stuff we get to see. I got a, a text message the other day from another one of our board members who was, it was in, uh, it was from a friend. He's a pastor. The, I think it was the aunt or the uncle was battling COVID, struggling with stuff. Uh, the nurse comes through and the nurse is wearing a Shaco shirt and happened to be a former summer staffer and got to sit and pray with the, this guy that wow. was a COVID patient. And it was like, hey, Shaka, we had a we had a piece of that, you know, that that student staffer that was here, whatever year it was, was changed because they were on this staff and on this campus. And so just getting getting to watch all those things kind of plays into that whole it's a thin place. It doesn't matter how you came through here, whether it was a as a staffer or whether it was an intentional youth retreat or whether it was the law enforcement training that came through or Red Cross training or Habitat training or any of those myriad of other groups that we serve. When, when you get away and you get quiet, you get to experience God in a different way. That's right. Yeah. Mark mentioned it earlier and I will agree totally Uh, for me, for a lot of people that we know, Shaco is a very, very special place and we're thankful for it. We're thankful for your leadership. Normally we try to close out on, Hey, Hey, Russell, try to encourage us with something, but this whole episode has been full of um, moments of you sharing about God's grace and provision and direction, and it's just been encouraging to hear how you have led your team and Shaco and all the great things there. Here's what I think would be a good way to end this episode today, Russell. Uh, Do a couple of things for us. Uh, We'll, we'll, as we mentioned earlier, we'll try to include as much information about Shaco as we can in our show notes, but share with us how someone can find out more about Shaco. Uh, whether it be a church leader, organization leader about uh, coming and being a part of what God's doing there in that retreat facility, or for those who may be younger, maybe they're interested in uh, working in a camp setting. Tell us maybe how they could get plugged in, because I know even now you guys are starting the process of of looking to hire people for next year. Mm-hmm. And just a, just a note, uh, Russell mentioned, if you're looking to do something at Shaco next year, you better go ahead and get that plan because it's almost right. full. So, so tell us a little bit about how uh, somebody can find out more. And even if somebody wants to be involved in the ministry at Shaco there, uh, maybe a, a, a high school student graduating or a college student who wants to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. We, we hire typically around 40 student staff who live on campus with us all summer long. They come in middle of May and work through the first part of August. Uh, we target 40. I think next summer we're trying to bump that up to around 50 or 60 to, to increase that. Um, they live on campus in a special house. They do all our foods provided, all of everything's provided for the summer. We pay them and they just get to live for free. But it's more than just being on campus. It's it's a whole, I hate to use the word program, um, but it's a, it's a whole program. I mean, it's, it's intense Bible studies all summer long. We do discipleship with them. We do worships during the end of the week. You get to live away from your parents and you get to live in an environment with 40, 50 other kids just having fun and enjoying summer. Um, so I would encourage anybody who's, who's 
thinking about a summer job as a way to progress. To, I always think it's a good transition to college life mm-hmm. um, to, to be out for a summer and to learn what it is to live without your parents in a semi-safe environment, I think is, is awesome transition into college life where you're now all of a sudden living by yourself. Teach a little bit of responsibility along the way. Um, online, shaco.org, hit the employment. I think it's about halfway down the page. There's a, a summer staff application. I would suggest apply as, as quickly as you can. I know Blair uh, Butler, she's in charge of that for us. And so she's starting that process of accepting applications, getting all our returners back in and getting positions hired. Uh, we'll target. We usually try to have all those hired by February, uh-huh. January, February. We're trying to get all that solidified. Um, so just scroll down the middle of that page or so somewhere and, and, and look for that employment option. Um, as far as a guest coming to Shaco, um, call, get on our website, dig around on there, look at the facility and look all that. There's a book now button that hovers at the top of the right hand page all the time. Um, if you're one of those who just want to work, work it all through email or text or whatever, you can click on the book now button and go through that process. The phone number's on there. If you want to call and chat with us, um, we can, we can set up something for you. Erin Shaddix is in charge of that. She's our sales director, shoot her a text message. Uh, give her a call. Same thing. All my contact information is on the website. Sometimes I regret putting all that on there. Um, but most of the time I don't, I think the only time I really regret it is because all the spammers have discovered it. And so I just get flooded with random junk. Um, but my contact information on there, my cell phone is on there. Shoot me a text message. I will respond and do my best to take care of you. Um, but I think for me, the the one thing thinking through all of our conversation and, and got kind of stuck it on my heart as we're finishing up all this. I want to make sure and share. I've learned through through COVID um, and reading through those gospels over and over again. It's it always amazes me to stop and just see how many times Christ is on the way and gets sidetracked. Mm-hmm. He's on the way somewhere, but somebody needs something. And, and to see him just stop and go do those things is a life lesson for us and a life lesson for me. I spent two years on the way to take care of COVID. There was so many opportunities while I was on the way to something that God had something better planned than where I was on the way. Um, And I think looking at that, man, if you're on the way somewhere, don't neglect that, that spur, that urge, that, that Holy spirit drawing you to go do something. There's a reason for it. Go do it. Don't, don't hesitate to, to follow that guidance. Even though we're on the way to something we think is really big, we're on the way to a funeral or we're on the way to, to this or that, that God's got something important. Go do it. Don't, don't hesitate on it. That's awesome. God works on the way. No doubt. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Russell, thank you again so much, man, for carving some time out. I know your life is chaotic and crazy and busy. So thank you so much for spending a few minutes with, with me and Andy today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it, man. Thanks. I know those watching and listening have been encouraged and equipped to lead in their local church, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.